0: Hello, 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 and welcome! It's the Album Nerds podcast. You've got dude and Andy here. Andy,
1: what's happening? Hey, Merry Christmas! Happy New Year! How you doing, buddy?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Year is uh, coming to a close. 2017. How about you?
1: Yeah, it's coming to a close over here too. Actually, funny. You I don't know say that.
0: I'm not sure. You're
1: part of the world. <laughs> It does feel like we're living in different dimensions sometimes, doesn't it? I know, yes. (laughs) Yeah, Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you're having a good holiday season. It's time for our infamous year-end countdown shows. Going to be counting down from 10 to 6, plus an honorable mention on today's episode.
0: Yeah, we're really original here, but, you know, it's got to be done. It's good for us to kind of comb through all the stuff we've listened to over the last year and decide
1: what our favorites are.
0: Last year we agreed on a lot. This year, not so much.
1: <laughs> yeah, our lists aren't quite as parallel as they were last year, but uh we do have a bunch picked out. I really enjoy the process of going back through and listening to some of those records, and we didn't give quite as much time as you would have liked to throughout the year. I don't know, man. So how would you... How would you recap this year in music? Good year, A, or average, or shitty? Uh
0: oh, B, minus, C.
1: Mm hmm. Kind of middle of the road. Yeah,
0: there were some albums I really liked, but there were not as many that I was excited about. Wait, you know, waiting for like last year, waiting for that Metallica record, waiting mm. for the Kiwanuka record. There were just there were some albums on there that I was anticipating, and there wasn't a lot of stuff this year that I was super super excited about. I felt like I was digging more this year like looking i was searching hunting for music more than i did last year it kind of fell in my lap in in 2016 how about you
1: yeah yeah there are definitely a few big records last year that i think kind of stood above the rest i know I, we both love that david bowie record and it was such a good story around that and Leonard Cohen and his passing and putting out that last record was pretty exciting and yeah this year there's a of good lots of good stuff for sure but you know in terms of like great classic all-time records yeah it's a little bit more of a even playing field I would say but uh yeah should we jump into it man uh do our honorable mentions all right
0: here we go That's right. The best of 2017. (laughs) Thank you, Karate Kid. All right. So, we are, we, you know, Andy did mention we wanted to start off with some honorable mentions. In my case, there was an album that I thought was incredible, but isn't necessarily my favorite. So, if I was like a true music critic, this would be in the top five or whatever. So, we're talking about Bell Witch. Mirror Reaper. We talked about this album in depth on our November sixth episode called An Empty Valley of Nothingness for anyone that wants to go back and listen. So this is the third album by Bell Witch. It is eighty-six minutes long, right? It's enormous. And it's uh basically a, it's a very heavy album. It's a it's about losing people, it's about death, it's about emptiness, and it has features drums organ and bass and some ethereal vocals. It's a amazing listen. If you want to know what it's like to be in purgatory, <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the artwork is awesome on the, the album cover. And it's just an amazing listen. And I enjoyed every minute of it, but it's very dark and it's not the kind of thing that I'm going to listen to regularly, but it's a work of art more than a piece of music to me. So... That's why I had to mention it. Why don't we uh, play a little track? Well, there is no little track.
1: <laughs> play a little bit from the one track?
0: <laughs> yes, a little bit from the one track. The song and album are called Mirror Reaper. So, this album conveys darkness and grandeur, and the darkness and grandeur of what Mirror Reaper has to offer. So, if you want an ethereal, otherworldly, dark experience, check that one out.
1: Yeah, man. That was a cool pick. I'm glad you uh, turned me and the listeners onto that one. Definitely um, something worth experiencing, you know. It's probably not something you put on uh, every day drive into work but uh it is a it is a meaningful deep experience when you when you have the time and the right place to listen to it so um my honorable mention is a lot different it's from a uh, folk rock artist by the name of his golden messenger he put out a record called hallelujah anyhow earlier this year this is a product of singer-songwriter michael taylor and it's a primarily a folk rock record but it has some really cool elements of like country and blues americana and like jam band qualities that really i thought was super accessible and really fun enjoyable listen um it's not something we talked about on the show before so let me play a little clip of it here this is um i believe it is the opening cut on the record jenny of the roses But I was known that the light could change All my jetty, all the roses Probably rule the world someday Yes, then we will Yeah, you know, the songs are not super long. They're usually three or four minutes long, but they have such a nice loose jam flow to them that I think it's really something most people could probably listen to and not not hate too much. It's not a very divisive record. It reminded me a lot of the Steve Gunn record I loved last year, uh, Eyes on the Lines. And uh, yeah, it's something I've come back to a lot throughout the year and, and really enjoyed every time I put it on. What'd you think, man?
0: Yeah, I liked it. It's on a lot of lists, on like country and Americana top lists of the year, and it's a definitely an enjoyable record. It's uh, a sunny day album, I'd mm. say.
1: Yeah, totally sunny.
0: So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you mentioned it because it was one of those things that we just never got around to talking about uh, on the show. So,
1: a gracias. Yeah, mucho. Welcome. Uh, okay.
0: All right. So that was our honorable mentions. Is it now time to actually start counting down?
1: The official list. Let's do it.
0: Number Number 10. 10. What number? Number 10. That's right. (laughs) That's right. All right. So this is number 10. For me, dude, this is One Bad Son is the band. The album is Made in the Name of Rock and Roll. This one was featured on our December 11th episode called Get This Music Out There, If All I Was Was Black, Made in the Name of Rock and Roll, two albums that we covered. So check that one out. This is a Saskatoon, Saskatchewan Canadian rock band. They've been around like 13 years. They combine a few genres like kind of stadium rock and a little bit of... Alternative rock and a little dash of Guns N' Roses, a shake of Bon Jovi, and what they basically, this album is going to please people that are looking for a modern take on their favorite 80s metal. It sounds new, it sounds fresh, it's well produced, and I'm going to play the title track, Made in the Name of Rock and Roll. Not enough songs about rock and roll in rock and roll anymore, in my opinion. Let's do it. All right, so I know it's not Shakespeare, but it's an awesome, fun <laughs> rock record. If you like that kind of thing, and this is about favorites, not about you know whether or not it's a Grammy Award winning whatever, I really right. like this record. I love this band, so that's that. One Bad Son.
1: That indeed rock is roll. that. Rock and roll! It's so meta, as they would say in 2017.
0: I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs>
1: it's about itself you know gotcha yeah that's a fun song man I'm, i definitely enjoyed that track and we'll leave it at that
0: okay then what's your number 10 you fool
1: <laughs> coming at number 10 for me is a record we did talk about earlier this year um from husband and wife duo tennis their record yours conditionally i am still really enjoying um it's a really it's a lo-fi like dreamy pop music Has a lot of uh 70s sensibilities to it. Um, it's just a great story about the two of them and how they, um, took a trip from Southern California to Mexico. Just the two of them on this very, uh, minimal boat and, uh, had quit an adventure and learned a lot about each other. And this record was the result of that. And I think the, uh, the song right on here and kind of the bare emotional qualities to it are really, really something to behold and uh let's let's dig in and and hear one of those tracks here this is called uh my emotions are blinding So just like the dreamy quality to her voice and the production there and then just mirrored with these like very open relationship they have and just seemingly just bearing your souls oh, to each other. Not sexually, but they're just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're they're just checking. They seem like they really just put themselves out there to each other constantly. And it really results in some really interesting art. That's probably like one of my favorite pop records of the year.
0: Yeah, I think it's cool, too. I haven't gone back to it since we talked about it last summer. Uh, I've meant to. My wife liked it as well. So any of you fellas out there, if you want to listen to something that's pretty cool and your lady isn't going to get mad at you because <laughs> they don't like metal or whatever, it's a good choice. So, yeah, I liked it. I think it's cool. it up. I'm glad it made the list. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. Number nine. So it's time for something new, not talked about previously on a show, and recently discovered by me. I believe this came out in October. The band is the Steel Woods. The album is Straw in the Wind. It's their debut album. It came out, no, it came out in May. Uh, wow. <laughs> I just found it in like November. Um, it's a hybrid of rock, blues, folk, gospel, heavy metal, Americana, soul, and bluegrass. Sound good? Mhm. It's a freaking ca- it's a, it's a casserole. Um, it's got <laughs> it's got thirteen tracks, mostly written by lead singer Wes Bayless and guitarist Jason Cope. He played guitar in Jamie Johnson's band for nine years. Jamie Johnson is a outlaw country icon. I don't know if you're familiar with his music, but that's really good stuff. This album includes songs by acclaimed writers like Daryl Scott, Brent Cobb, which is what got me there in the first place. We love Brent Cobb on the show. <laughs> one of his songs is on here. That's how that's how I found it. And even Black Sabbath. So before we get any further, I'm going to play Hole in the Sky, a Black Sabbath cover on a country slash southern rock album. It blew me away. I couldn't believe it when it started. Here we go. The of all
1: the that I said are just the riddles that are built in- So, man, any thoughts on this one? You know, I, I think you mentioned this album to be back in the fall, and I was a little disappointed we didn't get to talk about it on the show because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was the songwriting super super good. Most of the songs are originals, correct? Yeah,
0: yeah, most yeah.
1: of yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was musicianship was was really tight, and it sounded really good. And yeah, and, you know, it's something I didn't listen to as much as I would like to because we weren't doing it on the show, but definitely still in my library for. Early 2018, so... Yeah, I, I think you found a good one there, man.
0: Yeah, having the guts to do a Black, <laughs> a Black Sabbath cover, I mean, that <laughs> that yeah, really... Right. When, as soon as I heard that, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to listen to this a handful more times, but this is going to make my list, because I love this kind of music as it is, and then the Brent Cobb cover's really good, but Black Sabbath, come on, man. That's awesome. So <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely check out The Steelwood, Straw in the Wind. It's a really cool... Rock, country, hybrid, so go for it.
1: Right on, brother. Coming at number nine for me is a band called Algiers and the record The Underside of Power. And this is kind of the beginning of a a theme for me in 2017, these kind of politically motivated uh, records that are kind of a sign of the times for political landscape here in america um so they're a alana georgia based uh, i guess you call them like a post-punk band but they incorporate some really interesting other genres um, particular blues and spiritual music uh, i guess you could say like gospel a very unique sound they put out a record a couple years ago i really enjoyed and this one i think is is even a stronger statement for what they're what they're going after let's jump in and play the title track this is the underside of power Yeah, so super high energy, there's a lot of like urgency in the vocal delivery there and he can freaking wail. He just lets loose on a few of these tracks. And uh yeah, the really really unique sounds came to really grow on me with this record in particular. And you know, they cover topics like, you know, the Trump election, Brexit is actually mentioned on a few of these few of these tracks here. You know, it kinda has like that punk sensibility where they're, you know, trying to uh Invoke some social change. So really cool record. Um, I know you weren't quite as into it. No,
0: I mean, I get it does fit in with the sort of change I've seen in you, where I expect you to be protesting things all over the place. (laughs) But yeah, musically, it's for me it was too uneven, too much jumping from one style to another. Like one, like that song is is fairly pleasant, but then other ones have what sounded like canned drum tracks and stuff to me. That just didn't connect.
1: It's all right, buddy.
0: Say lovey. Say (laughs) lovey.
1: They said, say I love you. I was like, "Uh, okay, we can disagree (laughs) disagree on this. That's cool. Yeah. No, 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 no. All right, brother. Move on to number eight. Number
0: eight. All right. So I'm back up. Now I can say some nice stuff. Sorry for being mean earlier. All right. So Chris Stapleton. Country superstar of late. He came out with two albums this year. We talked about Chris Stapleton's From A Room, Volume 1, back in May, May 26th. Go back to that one if you feel like it. Part 2 came out. uh, So it's two albums, Volume 1 and Volume 2, and it is supposed to be From A Room. Did you know that, Andy?
1: As opposed to what?
0: Well, evidently at the... Studio they recorded this at. Uh-huh. There's a room called the A room.
1: Oh, it's not from. Okay, I got you. So it's like Capital A.
0: Yes, I believe so. I've heard. I've heard other critics calling it that, and I. Tr- I tried to dig in as to why, and I believe that is the reason. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was at Nashville's RCA Studio A, where the recording sessions took place. <laughs> so, anyway, little bit of trivia. So. He sells tons of records, goes gold, goes platinum, whatever, wins Grammys. Part one was great. You know, there's some covers. There's originals. Part two is also a mix of covers and originals, including a cover of, uh, of Homer, Banks, and Lester Snell's Friendship, which was previously recorded by Pops Staples. Of the staple singers who you've talked about recently on the show. So I thought that was interesting. Anyway, let's listen to something. This one is one of my favorites off of From A Room Volume Two. It's called Midnight to Memphis, Midnight Train to Memphis.
1: Freaking love that one. Mm-hmm.
0: You like the Stapleton, yeah?
1: I like the Stapleton for sure. He He's like right in that perfect spot between rock and country and uh, he does it really well. It's probably my number two favorite Country record of the year, or records, I guess, if you want to look at them separately. Yeah, that's super enjoyable. He's a very talented guy, and I'm glad he's finally getting some recognition because he deserves it.
0: Uh, One thing that came to me the other day driving around listening to him, I feel like he's kind of Bob Seger. He's like the modern-day Bob Seger. You know, the storytelling sort of stuff, the raspy voice, the blend of like southern rock sounds and country, but still very bluesy. I don't know. That's just me.
1: I see are saying. I see what you're saying. So
0: what you got for number eight?
1: Uh, my number eight is a record we did talk about earlier in the year from uh, Argentinian artist Juana Molina and her record Halo. So this is kind of like a folk pop, I guess you could say, loosely folk pop uh, record. It's very spacey and textual. It's her seventh record. Um, it's a little bit... Off kilter, I would say from, from her previous work is not a lot of traditional song structures here. It's kind of more of just a collage of sounds. So let's, let's jump in and play one of the tracks here. This is called Syndones. Yeah, so it's definitely like mood music to put on to kind of get you in that headspace.
0: To have a nightmare? <laughs> <laughs> it's a little
1: creepy. The album art is definitely <laughs> creepy, to say the least.
0: <laughs> now, if it's Spanish, I think it might be Seen Dones.
1: Oh, thank you. You're probably right. You're probably right. right. Well, that's kind, of, that's kind of the weird thing about this record. Like, she is definitely Hispanic, but... A lot of the singing on this record is just gibberish. There's no, there's no translation going on. There's, there's nothing being said. It's just kind of the sounds she's making to fit the music. And I always kind of am a sucker for that sort of thing, kind of the artistic uh, thing going on here. And she's definitely is tapping into something very specific here. I think it's a really cool uh, expression, and um, I still listen to it pretty regularly. So that's my number eight pick, man.
0: Number, number seven. seven. All right, so next up in our list of wonderful picks, the best stuff in the world, is another country album for Dude here, another country album. Band is Midland, and the name of the album is On the Rocks, and this one came out in September of 2017. We have not spoken of this, but they're good stuff. They're an American country band. They kind of... Call back to the sounds of some eighties country music like Alabama, Dwayne or yeah, Dwayne Yoakum, George Strait. They've got this more traditional country sound. Let's listen to their hit single, Drinking Problem, which also falls in line with country music themes. <laughs> <laughs> Every country song ever. Amy can't you me. This is drinking problem. Last one out even this time, lots of talk about. But they don't know. But they don't know. People say I got a drinking problem. That ain't no reason to stop. People saying that I've hit rock bottom. Just cause I'm living on the rocks. Yes, yeah. I'm broken. So yeah, traditional themes, there's some good arrangements, good songwriting, really like The Vocalist. It debuted at number one on Top Country Album Charts. It sold, you know, 17,000, 20,000 copies, I think, which is pretty good for... No, it sold forty three thousand in the United States as of December. That's not too bad. I think they're genuine. Their background is interesting. One of the guys was like a music video director, and huh. it's just completely bizarre. Uh, but they got their name from a Dwight Yoakam. It was Dwight Yoakam, not Dwayne Yoakum. Duh. A <laughs> uh, song called "Fair to Midland." That's where they got their name. Oh, so, cool. what do you think of these guys?
1: Uh it was. I was a little lukewarm on this one. It was a little. Too kind of radio friendly sounding for my personal taste, but uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Just leave it there.
0: <laughs> I had heard that I'd heard the single on country radio and liked it. What I'm like, yeah, it's it's stereotypical, but I like it. Uh-huh. Then a, a month or so later, I got a recommendation from Google Music that I'd like Midland, and I looked at the album cover. I'm like, cool, they have mustaches and. Cool, like country suits on. I'll give it a listen. First two songs, I'm like, "Hey, this is really good." And then "Drinking Problem" came out. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's these I actually, guys. I would have never, <laughs> I would have never looked it up. I would have never looked it up, and I'm glad that it uh, found its way to me. So definitely for all you country fans, Midland on the rocks, get it on the rocks. Drink yeah, on the rocks. Yeah, that's, that's
1: genius right there. It's
0: a... <laughs> oh, stow it! What do you got? <laughs>
1: All right, my number we'll be on 7 pick here is from a singer-songwriter from Memphis, Tennessee, Julian Baker, and her record, Turn Out the Lights. She This is her second full-length, uh, first on Madra Records. It's kind of a downer of a record. It's very sad, heartfelt, you know, it deals a lot with, like, interpersonal growth and relationships but i think the uh, the way she delivers the vocals here and you know add some of the piano and guitar flourishes throughout are just absolutely beautiful and it's something that i wasn't really expecting to love but has really grown on me over the last six months or so and i listen to it pretty regularly when i want to be in a little bit more uh maybe contemplative type mood so let's play a cut from that this is called shadow boxing Tell me you love me Tell me you loved me I wanted so bad to believe A lot of emotion there in her vocal delivery and i really i love the uh the arrangements here that she did she she produced the record herself as well as played guitar lyrics and piano there's some really nice touches of strings and woodwinds too that kind of just add enough embellishment to get across the mood she's going for um yeah so it's a kind of, new artist for me but i really really enjoyed her and What'd you think of this record, man?
0: I wasn't quite sure what she was looking for in that song either. Oh, yeah, she wanted you to tell me you love me. Yes, that's what it
1: was. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was fine. Uh, You know, it it just sounded very similar to a lot of... I didn't hear the difference between that and a lot of other similar styled music, you know? But Mm -hmm. you did, and congratulations, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> for six
1: me. whenever That's, you
0: are. <laughs> enough of That's enough of me now. All right. Number six. Okay, moving on to something that we can agree on, Tyler Childers' Purgatory. We spoke about this September 11th on the episode New Class of Country Purgatory. And we only talked about the one album. Tyler Childers is sort of a, a, I guess, new outlaw kind of guy. Uh, Americana, country, bluegrass, all mixed in one. Great voice. Young guy. Started off when he was in his teens. He put out his first record on his own at 19. Uh, This one was um, produced by Sturgill Simpson, a well-known Grammy Award-winning alt-country sort of Americana guy. Childers writes all 10 of these songs. Some of the music sounds like oldie-time country, but the lyrics are definitely about the life of today. Very timely, very... It's a really great presentation. Love the guy's voice, so let's uh, listen to a bit of Lady May. And I'm a good walk
1: to the river When my working day is over We'll go swim our cares away Put your toes down in the water And a smile across your face And tell me that you love me Lovely lady May. Now I hate the sharpest chisel That your hands have ever held But darling, I could love you well
0: Great stuff, great voice, really earthy And uh, some of the songs are fun But a lot of them are about using drugs So beware <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah you can tell this guy's been through a lot in a short period of time and i really really puts it all out there on this record uh i really loved a few of the tracks some of them were little, i was a little lukewarm on but uh lady may was definitely uh one of the ones i, I loved um, the production was fantastic on this record too um Sturgill mm-hmm. simpson right was responsible for that yep sounded really yep. really good Remember, universal sound is probably one of my favorite tracks of the yeah. year
0: that's a great song
1: yeah great song yeah and um that leads nicely into my number six pick which believe it or not is actually a country record which Woo-hoo! i mean yeah we should just you know, stop the presses there for half a second because that's surprising even to me um I wouldn't have guessed that at the beginning of 2017, I'd be picking out a country record in my top list. But Culture Wall's self-titled record is just that. This guy put out a pretty fantastic record. Another Saskatchewan, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. (laughs) Is that how you say it, man? (laughs) Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. There you go. Canadian artist. Only 21 years old (laughs) when this record came out. He sounds like he's about... Sixty-five, so going on ninety. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: it's like, are you, are you Johnny Cash's dad? Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of kind of like uh, Tyler. There, he's, he really blends uh, blues, folk, and Americana. You know, he wrote a really good record here, just very autobiographical. Uh, you can tell he's really lived these songs. Uh, very genuine, excellent storytelling. You know, a little dark, but in that that country way where it's kind of charming too. Um, let's play one of my favorite songs here. This is called Motorcycle. Well, I figure I'll buy me a motorcycle, wrap a pretty little frame around a telephone pole, rider up a mountain like O R L O. Figure I'll buy me a motorcycle. Figure I'll buy me a motorcycle. Figure I'll buy me a motorcycle. i just love that it. it's like a catchy like almost like children's <laughs> song about like suicide it's just <laughs> really, it's really great um yeah there's something about this guy it just seems very special um rick rubin has a really a good quote saying uh Coulter sings and writes songs in a way seemingly lost in time there's an aidlessness about him that is so unusual in someone so young and i couldn't agree more this record is kind of an anomaly um, coming from someone who's 21 years old is is shocking, and I really, really came to love this record, and super excited about this guy's career. I know you're you're a big fan of him too, right?
0: Oh yeah, I mean I uh, I could talk forever about this record. So earthy and just, I was blown away by him with that uh, with his with that EP he had before, uh, yeah, Imaginary Imaginary Appalachia. Appalachia. Yeah. But this just kicked it out. I mean produced by Dave Cobb who worked with Chris Stapleton and worked with uh, Brett Cobb and a lot of other artists just with a little just a little cleanup with a little more instrument, you know, a little more instrumentation. Man, this is great. Yeah, so. yeah,
1: totally. Um I should mention we did talk about this record an earlier episode, episode thirty four, uh entitled Culture Wall and Halo. So if you want a little more in depth review, oh, yeah. we did go into it a bit more there yeah man so that kind of wraps up our, our first half of our list we're gonna be coming back with the uh, 5 through 1 our top records of 2017 going be uh, next week oh yeah so be sure to tune in for that it's gonna be pretty exciting
0: even more exciting than what we just did you impossible you believe
1: it man it's gonna be amazing
0: alright so all you album nerds out there follow us on Twitter Instagram and Symbol at Album Nerds. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio. Tell us your favorite albums at albumnerds.com. Definitely, as you listen to these two shows, if we missed anything, if there are awesome albums that didn't make our list because we just didn't hear them, please tell us. We would love to hear them and talk about them on the show. So anyway, we'll catch you next time with the Top 5 Fools.
1: Yeah. Peace! Happy New Year, everybody.